Hey everybody, this is Ian Reed Twist, the pastor at Holy Cross Episcopal Church in Novi, Michigan. Today's sermon was preached on January 19th and is partly in honor of Martin Luther King, since it's Martin Luther King weekend. The text that I preached on is Isaiah 49 verses 1 through 7, and the title of the sermon is Where We Go From Here. Enjoy! Some years back, I participated in an anti-racism workshop in the diocese. This was about 10 years ago, actually. In one exercise, everyone in the workshop lined up down the center of a large church fellowship hall, all shoulder to shoulder facing in one direction. The workshop leader read a number of statements. If a statement was true of us, we were supposed to take a small step forward and if not, a small step backwards. The, statement were thi- the statements were things like, you have never suspected that your skin color was a factor in a traffic stop. You have never been followed around a store by a suspicious clerk. You can typically find people of your race portrayed in positive ways in the media. You've never been turned down for a loan or a credit card. You've never been to a hairstylist who doesn't know how to cut your kind of hair. You've never been in a conversation where someone asks you to speak on behalf of your entire race. Now, I've lived a pretty privileged life, so I was out in front early. I was winning the race race. After about 25 statements, I had reached the wall before me. When I turn around, a gulf had stretched out in the center of the room with the white people on my side and the people of color on the far side. It reminded me of the gender divide at my junior high dances, only more disturbing. One black guy, a fellow priest I knew, had actually backed through an open door into the janitor's closet. You can't see me, he shouted. I'm in here. The exercise captured something that remains true about where we are as a country with regard to race. And now if you're a person of color here today, please bear with me because now I'm really talking to my fellow white folks. Here's the thing that I've begun to understand about being white. We may tell ourselves individually that we stand for equality, that we treat everyone the same, and therefore that we aren't racists. But to think this way is really to buy into the false idea that racism only has to do with whether we are good or bad individuals. It's to understand racism as a synonym for prejudice that natural tendency that all humans have to judge others based on superficial characteristics and to behave accordingly. But racism is not individual. It's systemic. It's not prejudice alone. It's prejudice plus power. Racism is the discrimination a more powerful, light-skinned group 
visits on a less powerful dark-skinned group through a society's ideology and institutions. To participate in racism as an individual white person in America, you don't actually have to do anything that you are aware of. You just have to benefit. Whether you know it, don't know it, forget it, or pretend otherwise, doesn't matter. You just have to access the better deals on cars and homes, the, better, the nice neighborhoods with good schools, the bank loans and credit, the GI Bill, law enforcement that works for your safety, workplaces and stores and public spaces where your right to be there goes unquestioned. You just have to find yourself among the folks who ended up toward the front of that fellowship hall and not toward the back. Now, if you're anything like me, right about now, you might be reaching for the arguments. You know the arguments. Well, I'm female slash gay slash working class slash Irish American slash disabled slash whatever, so I'm oppressed too. Or I have black friends or family members, so I'm woke. Or I'm from the UK, so this isn't about me. Or I don't intend any harm with my words or actions, so any harm they cause doesn't count. Or, or, or. And some of these things may be true. Let's not argue that point. But let me invite you to notice this impulse to defend and deny. Just notice it. Be curious about it. Where does that come from? Why is my brain so eager to change the subject from racism to literally anything else? You can answer that question for yourselves. For me, I believe it's because I don't like to be implicated. I'd rather not admit that I'm invested in a status quo that is not just. Deep down, I suspect that I would rather forget and ignore my advantages than do the hard work of uncovering them and trying to give them up. I would rather live the lie than fight for the dream. But then we turn to the readings today and we encounter the prophet Isaiah testifying that God has formed and called him to speak hard truths to his society. He made my mouth like a sharp sword, Isaiah says. And we know this is true because throughout this book, Isaiah tells his people that God finds their offerings and their rituals meaningless when they do not practice justice. Right in the first chapter, cease to do evil, Isaiah says, learn to do good, seek justice, rescue the oppressed, defend the orphan, plead for the widow, and throughout the book. And then in today's text, God also tells Isaiah that it is too light a thing that you should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to restore the survivors of Israel, I will give you as a light to the nations. 
that my salvation may reach to the end of the earth. So Isaiah's job is twofold. First, to help his people confront difficult truths about how they discriminate, to pierce their denial with the sharp sword of his tongue. Second, to help them become a more universal community, a light to draw together all nations. Jesus picked up and extended this prophetic tradition, calling the universal community the kingdom of God. Martin Luther King Jr., whose life our nation remembers tomorrow, called it the beloved community. He too envisioned a church and a nation that confronted its difficult truths and opened a space where equity and inclusion reigned. That's the calling on us today. That's the goal. I'm not sure how we get there, quite honestly, but I do believe that it can only happen with God's grace. And I know that we cannot be freed by grace until we confront sin. Look at it long and hard. Admit it. Make amends. For those of us who are white, this involves a very painful and ongoing process of opening our eyes, of substituting gratitude for defensiveness and curiosity for criticism when our racism is pointed out. Of seeking truth and reconciliation in the belief that God is still working on us, moving us ever closer to the day when the beloved community becomes a reality and we emerge black, brown, and white together as a light to the nations. Amen. Okay, everybody. Well, thanks for listening to this week's sermon. And if you want more information about me or the church, you can always go to our website, holycrossnovi, that's N-O-V-I dot org. And in the meantime, have a blessed week, and you can find more sermons as we publish them in the same place you found this one. Take care.